Steve, I still don't know why I count us down. Like, I, I, I'm the one that always talks first. When we have, when we start having a video, though, people will be able to see your screen. That's your true. They'll, they'll, they'll get to see the. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll be great that, visuals. That that noise, the, 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 that was me making hand signals of counting down from five, <laughs> um, which is very hard to do. Um, let's see, what's the name of this podcast? This podcast is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Steve. Um, Steve, we've got a, as always, a great show this week. Um, we're going to kick things off with some, some Masters talk, because, um, you know, that's what sports media does. I'll give you my thoughts on that. Um, our next segment of the evening will also be, be a good one that we just came up with, so I, I think it's going to be a good one. You're also going to get to, me, get to hear me think through this live on air, even though you'll be listening to a recording on this podcast. And then, Steve, I'm wearing my DC United hat because the MLS is back this week. And I've got some questions for you. We're going to do a, a 10-question quiz. This is I, another bad grade for me in a quiz. I can feel it I coming. I think you're going to get three. I think you're going to get three. <laughs> that's, and, the one pick. that's the number I'd pick, too. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. And <laughs> this week's uh, Old Guy, Young Guy is, uh, is a good one. Even though you said it's a good one in the rundown, even though you were the one that texted me like two weeks ago about this idea. Well, so. you know, you know, I forgot already. Come with that old. <laughs> Seriously, the old. I'm guy like, where Dan come up with that idea at? <laughs> there you go. Oh, wow. <laughs> Some guy named Steve Samsel. You ever met him? <sighs> okay, Steve. We we always before we start our podcast, we always recount what we did this weekend, and I didn't hear you mention what you did this weekend. Or in, this included in what you did this weekend. Oh, okay. I oh. did not partake in this this weekend. I didn't watch the Masters this weekend. Did you watch the Masters this weekend? I did squeeze in some on Saturday late when there was a little bit of a... Tr- or no, it was Sunday late, I guess, when there was a little bit of a train wreck and it looked like it was going to be interesting for 15 minutes and people were putting balls in the water. And I'm like, okay, now I, I can relate to this. I know what this kind of golf looks like. I can watch this. Um mm-hmm. Usually, how my game goes. Right, uh, but that was really it. A little bit Saturday, and a little bit Sunday, and I was aware of the first two rounds. So I watched combined four days, like an hour and a half, maybe ish. That was not a confident hour and a half. That was like an hour and a half. Well, um, so it's, it was more than an hour, but it was less than two hours. Okay, all right. Yeah, I. So, look, I'm a golf. Like I enjoy golf. Go golf golf things i haven't shot a round of golf in a couple of years but i have gone to a driving range here or there i've gone to top golf which i know is a little bit not the ball is apparently different because it's got something in it or something um but i don't know like even though i'm of the generation that is very into golf and and of the demographic that's either the your age person or my age person that's extremely into golf, I, I did not care about the Masters. And I, as time's gone on, there's, I think there's two things. One, I think Tiger Factor is major important, uh, pun mildly intended. And number two, I think, I, I just, I think it's just like one of those things that just happens every year. Like, there's no... Um, like the Olympics is exciting because it happens every four years and it's different every four years. It's a different location. The Masters, it's the same thing over and over again. I actually do try to 
pay attention to the U.S. Open and the, the British Open um, and the PGA Championship. And, and to a degree, like, I did check the, the leaderboard throughout, but I did not watch a single second of it. Um, I don't know why. I, I, maybe I'm just using you as my therapist here for why I don't, why I don't care. I, I've cared more through the years. Again, personalities, Tiger Phil, um, Jack in 86. Like, I mean, I, I, there's, there's some times that, that, that you can remember and it was memorable. Um, there, there, again, I think the crowds heard it a little bit this year. There was no, again, as, as it was in November, there wasn't as much ambiance and whatever else. There's a part of me that, you know, there, the, whether it's, it's not the politics of it, but it, it, it you know, the exclusivity of, of the Masters and whatever else, it doesn't feel approachable. It doesn't feel like it necessarily needs my support. Um, it doesn't look like any kind of golf I've ever played. The U.S. Open has the opportunity often to look like golf I play. I mean, yes. not for 18 holes, but there are a couple shots that somebody's going to have in every round that look like something I would hit. Um, so, yeah, like it's okay. I appreciate some major. I, lo- I respect the tradition. I just think the reverence of it too, the over-reverence of it from the way it's handled isn't off-putting, but it's just kind of weird. It feels like you're buying in to something by saying, oh, we're going to call them patrons. It's going to be the music, which, again, I appreciate the consistency of in terms of that stuff. But it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels a little... It wouldn't be on my list to go see, not for any bad reason, but like I don't need to go to Augusta yeah. either. Like that's, that's one of the weird things, I guess. It's just not one of those... It doesn't resonate super well i don't dislike it it's just i don't it's not must see sports tv for me so uh, let's there's a couple different directions i want to go there so the first direction i want to go is kind of the exclusive exclusivity of it i don't think i said that right but that's how i'm going to say it so i do agree with you there and it's not from a like not from a um 21st century like politically aware issue for me although some of it i'm sure sure is tied to that it it just is to me growing up not rich um not supremely wealthy not playing golf every weekend or spending time at country clubs all the time or even now not being rich even though i wish i was like i i think I think some of that is like lost on me as like the common man, not to be like whatever about it, not to be like folk music kind of weird about it, but but that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, so I, I think you hit hit something there. You definitely hit a chord there. I think the other thing for me, and you you brought up the uh, over reverence of it, is is for a lack of a better term, I feel like sports media largely just fetishizes it. Like, it's, it, it's very, it's like, oh, it's the Masters Week, Masters Week, baby. Like, on Twitter, for that, like that's what all anybody tweets. I will say social media is actually how I pay attention to golf nowadays. Like, I, I won't turn golf on unless people are t- tweeting about Spieth or Bryson or, or Tiger when, when, you know, when he's healthy and things like that. So I think, I think there's a degree of, like, off-puttingness that comes from all of that 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 I get a sense of with with golf or with the the, master specifically. Yeah. And I think the media thing, there's a part of we're in the club and not we're in the club and you're not, but we're in the club. 
and we're supporting it, and this is our thing, and it, it's the it's again the reverence and the 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 tradition, and I get all that, but it, it's like everybody's bought in. Um, it's kind of almost the opposite. Well, it's the same thing, but opposite because it's it's popular. It's kind of the opposite of like college wrestling. Like college wrestling, people are like, oh, you don't get nationals, you don't get watch right. it, you don't participate. Like people who are big on college wrestling, like it's insular. It feels kind yeah. of insular, and this is insular in the other way. Where it's popular insular as opposed to like niche insular. Yeah, that's a good way to compare it. Like I, I feel like for me the only other sporting event, like the Masters, which is, it, is one that I truly love, but it doesn't feel exclusionary, in the same way the Masters does, is the Rose Bowl. Mainly because of the setting, like in the literally because of the landscaping mm-hmm. and like the tie to like with the Masters, it's the Azalea Bush and, and, and with the rose bowl it's the rose bushes and and just like the grass is like the way the grass looks on the field and then the sunset but again like college football is like the common man sport in this country and so it it feels more understandable and, and you know as as a, as a fan of a team that's got a tie-in of a, that's in a conference that's got a tie-in primarily to that bowl game you know what it means to win a rose bowl like winning a rose bowl is is pretty much the closest thing you can get to winning a national championship without winning a national championship in my mind. Um, but again, it's like, there's not this exclusionary, like, and maybe it's just golf culture and maybe it's just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I'm not the, I'm, I'm not the one like, and, and the, the flip side of that is like me saying this, you would think I would love the, uh, what's the event out in Arizona where they had like the stadium course? Oh, the, and the, the, the waste, man- the waste management. I do like the stadium course and I do think like golf needs more more holes like that hole. But I, I never want to go there either. Like it, this doesn't seem like a good time to me or something. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I do, again, to the culture and, and the, <laughs> I still never kind of, um, settled my mind over why it's so hard to hit a golf ball when you're leaning over it by yourself with fans around you quiet as opposed to trying to hit a fastball with however many thousand fans yeah. in the stadium and like I just don't get that like I don't I it, I was at a golf when I first started as a sports writer in Pittsburgh Pitt had a golf outing for media covering football so they paired you up with coaches and whatever else and you played 18 holes at and um, it was a course owned by Dick Grote in Champion Champion Lakes, Pennsylvania, southwestern Pennsylvania. And I was bringing the card in. Or they started different holes. I'm bringing the card in to the clubhouse because we're done. And some other group was finishing at another hole that I was driving past. And I don't believe I was actually close to the green. I mean, they were on the green, but I was pretty far away. Um, and we get in the clubhouse, and this other sports writer from a paper came over to me and said, if you ever drive your cart well, I'm in the back swing of my putt again, that, that was just rude. I mean, I'm... I'm you know, that's just horrible. Like, why would you do that? I'm like, dude, it's a media scramble in August. Yeah. And, and, and you're worried about a cart going by 15 yards away or 20 yards away while you're in the backswing of your putt? Like, I think that's that what was it is it. right there. I think that is the people take it too seriously. Like, I don't know. I just think people take it, like, weirdly too serious. Like, at like, least at that level. Like, I appreciate the guys who are making <laughs> millions and billions. But at the same time, everybody's being quiet for you to shoot. Like... I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't know. I like sports where you can yell things. And not <laughs> well, I usually yell out. at golf too, but it's after the shot. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, I think we're good there. Uh, oh, you know what? 
<laughs> yeah, I'm seeing it now too. I I see your joke here. I, I think it's a joke. I don't know if it's a joke, but we gotta we gotta talk about this one real quick. Oh, not that one. Yeah. What other you wrote? What other sports media event do people do? Do sports media love more than fans? And then you wrote Penn State basketball question mark. I think it's a fair question. I, and I think I, they know it. And I think I, that's true, though. Like, and I think the media know it, right? Like, and I think they write the story every year about how they care more than the fans do, and maybe more than the administration does. And and I, it's just true. Like, it, I think if you asked pretty much any of the, the core three or four beat writers that consistently covered Penn State basketball over the past few years, they all would probably say the same exact thing that they care more. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, you know, I really can't think of another. I couldn't. I, mean, I like the college football analogy, right? In terms of the reference with the rose, reference with the Rose Bowl, but getting there is kind of a gritty thing, right? College football is like this gritty thing till you get there, and that's the reward. It's still not that whole golf culture of, you know, be quiet in my backswing. Oh my gosh! And, and the hushed tones from the report, you know, the people on the on the course, which have been that way for 40 years, whispering as somebody walks by, like it just seems, I don't know, a bit much. It maybe I don't know that this is directly the right answer of your question, but I, this is a little spicy. But but when like Art Rooney or like any Terry Pagula, like media reporters call them Mister Pagula or yes. Mister Mister Rooney. Um, I don't know. That one's weird to me. I feel like that or kind coach, of falls in the same. Or even no, no, the same, the same way with you know, calling co- people coach. Like, I don't know. They're not your coach, right? Like, they're not. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's okay to call them mm-hmm. James if it's the Penn State football coach. Um, when I first covered Pitt football, Johnny Majors was the coach. And I was 23 or 4 covering a guy who'd been a Heisman Trophy runner-up and had won a national championship. And it was always referred to as Johnny Majors in the print. And I... Ask him in my first one-on-one interview. I'm like, I said, Coach. I'm like, Coach. I, I gotta have something to call you. It's probably not gonna be Coach. Do you prefer John or Johnny? Like, and I gotta tell you, I'm, it's weird for me to call a man who's old enough to be my father Johnny. Like, Johnny. but if that's yeah. who you are, like, and he's like, interesting question. John's fine. Like, you know. So, you know, and he's like looked at me like nobody's really ever asked me that before. But it just felt weird for me at the time to be asking somebody, and it goes to that reverence thing, right? Like, yeah. We, we deify these coaches and, the, and, and these participants, too. And, you know, I, I, we're asking about their job, and I appreciate their job isn't in a mine or in an office building, but we don't have to stick them on some pedestal. I agree. I agree. Um, all right. Cool. All right, let's move on. All right, this one we came up literally right before the show. Um, you put a bunch of ideas in there, and I think this is a good one. I slightly tweaked it. You, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up if that's okay. So, Steve, you can invite four sports media people to dinner. Who and why? First off, four people. That's a lot of people. Are you paying for all of those people? With these people, geez, I shouldn't have to. Holy cow! Okay, they should have the coin to make it to take care of dinner. Okay, maybe I'll host it. I don't know. And before I give my answers, because I'll let you go first. Um, mm-hmm. Can they be dead? Yes. They can be dead. And my list changed as we were sitting here. My list changed from when I typed it, the note. I haven't um, typed it out yet, so. I'm going to go with Charles Barkley. Okay. Figure that's, that's safe. 
enter, not safe. Three that's entertaining, that's yeah. player, that's media person, that's all the reasons he'd be fun at dinner. Even from, from making the selections for the for the menu, he'd be great. Um, so he's locked in. Um, I think my favorite sport. I don't think my, my favorite sport is college football. So I'm going to pick uh, the crown prince of college football with Kirk Herbstreit. Um, again, multi-talented, done NFL, whatever else. But go ahead. Let me interrupt you there. Also on my list. Okay. Would definitely also be on my list. Um. I feel like I'm, I need to go off the board a little bit to do someone who's had long, longevity and has been a part of a of a cultural touchstone for sports fans in the sports in the sports center brand for for decades and has probably lasted longer than they should because of cultural things that would 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 put a woman out of a job sooner. And I would go with Linda Cohn. Um, I think she'd be interesting. I think she's got some fan stuff to her. I think there's certainly some. Um, Common sense and down to earthness there, um, which would be fun. Um, and then I was all over the board with the last one, but I'll say if you're going to have a sports media person, you got to have a play-by-play guy. So I'll take Joe Buck as mine. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, Linda Cohn is a good one. I, I wouldn't necessarily pick her, but that is a good one. I feel like anytime she's on a podcast and I, I happen to be listening to it, like she's an excellent interview. Like like she just it's like a she's very like got a very vibrant personality and I, I feel like like you kinda got to see that with Sports Center. You don't really get to see that as often now. Right. But I, I do listen to like I do enjoy listening to what she has to say. Yeah, she I mean she does radio and podcast hit. She just she's yeah, she's good. Right. Yeah. Like so like she's just like a good per, she's seeming like a good person to have a conversation with. Yep. So that's my four. Okay. Okay. All right. My four. Again, Kirk Herbstreit would be one. Pretty much the same reasons as you. I think um, in a lot of ways he's built kind of like a, I wouldn't say a media empire per se, but a a media following. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's done very well for himself for kind of not really doing much in college football <laughs> when he was actually playing college football. Except um, start for Ohio State. I mean, well, come on. but like, hey. be honest like does anybody remember like that one kirk herbstreet play like no no one no one remembers <laughs> wow. any kirk but, but people remember like him dealing with lee Corson. he's not coming to dinner now keep it up keep it up okay. all right my my next one would be um sportsnet's elliot friedman who is the kind of the uh woge uh adam schefter of the nhl mainly because like i i would actually probably pick any of those guys like you could probably replace them um Mainly because I would want to hear, like, I just want to hear, like, how he does his job. Like, how he, like, develops those sources. He's kind of peeled back those, like, that layer on the 31 Thoughts podcast a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I want to know, like, when he's, like, like, like it's always fascinating to me when they're, when insiders tweet a trade or insiders tweet a signing. And, like, how'd they get that okay to like, what was the okay? Like, who's actually the source there? Is it the player? Is it the agent? Is it GM? Like, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of different angles there. So that one would be one. Um, my next one's a little off the cuff. Um, it would be John Madden. Um, and sure, like, John Madden, like, the announcer, you know, the color commentator, interesting. But I, I don't think... 
I don't think that John Madden gets enough credit for being such an influential part of like my generation's upbringing mm-hmm. because like we don't call it NFL football like we don't call it the NFL football video game you call it Madden and like people know it like that is such like and I guarantee that there are kids that are born are like who or what is what's Madden you know what I mean like they don't understand that reference like because they didn't really get like the Al Michaels and, and John Madden or whoever John Madden was with back in the day like I remember him with on Monday Night Football so that would be that would be my my third one um, and then my fourth one. And you saw the story. Let me jump in. You saw the big story on Madden that was done by the Penn Stater this week. I didn't. So now no, I the Penn State alumni. So so when you Google Madden and ESPN, you'll be able to find a story that was done by Ryan Hawkinsmith that okay. had all kinds of memories of his his career and why he is such a cultural touchdown. So that's why it was an interesting pick by you. That's okay. if you haven't seen it, that's cool. That. Sorry, um, go ahead. Number four. Okay. And my last, my number four would be Dan Patrick. Um, mm-hmm. No journalist that truly, there's no journalist that I've learned more from over the years than him. Both like literally like learning new things about people, but also like about like how to ask a good question. Like I think he is the one of the best question askers that is out there, and not even just sports media, but pure media. Like he can get anyone to talk about pretty much anything, even if it's a very touchy subject with that person. So that would be my one. But he's also still funny. He's he's still, you know, he's very grounded. I feel like a lot of times, like, you you don't really ever go to him for a hot take. You go for right. for just a, a take. And you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't agree with that, but I understand your logic. It's never like Stephen A where he's out, way out in left field and then all the way over in, into right field. That's a good take. Well, that's the thing, right? These lists could go on. I mean, Stephen A would be an interesting one. Like, I, I would love to, and I'm sure it would never happen over a dinner. Like, I would love to know... Like how 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 a persona gets perfected and, and when you turn it on and turn it off, mm-hmm. right? Like like that would be an interesting discussion. I'm sure that's not a discussion he's ever had. I'm sure that's a discussion he's had with someone, not someone who's going to be interviewing him for a story or even over dinner. But like, it just feels. I guess that he is who he is, but there's a part where it's amped up. I mean that, that otherwise it would just be so hard to keep yeah. it keep it going. Um, you know, Doris Burke I think would be interesting. I mean, for all the things she's done, um, Dan Levitard, right? Like what's what's you know, in terms of the, the disruptor, and again, there's some persona there and some some gravitas in terms of pat myself on the back. I'm doing it different than everybody else. Look at me because I'm different. Um, that would be interesting to, to talk about. So, yeah, you could fill out lots of tables. You could fill out a reception room full of fun media types that would be yeah, interesting, I think. Yeah, th- that was a good question. That was why I kind of picked that one because I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think who my, like, alternates would be. I don't know. Um, Holly Rowe, would the, yeah. I, I would love, like... I think Holly Rowe's life is very fascinating. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of a sideline reporter. She would be good. Uh, even the other person that comes to mind, and I'm sure that you could probably even set this up, but Lisa Salters. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Lisa's probably... I don't know. I mean, I know she's a Penn Stater. I don't know how she got, got from point A to point B, which is a pretty cool point. Yeah, once she did um, like local TV news in Baltimore first, right? She was doing that before she got to... The, the networks and has been at the NBA for a while in the NFL. So, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. All right. Anything else? Do we, or do you want to delay the inevitable anymore? Are you done? You ready? No, let's get my three out of ten out of the way. All right. I, I do want to pick on one piece of math that I didn't catch up, that I didn't catch till now. If you look at our rundown on this shared document that we have, and listeners, I'm sure you appreciate this because you can't see a damn I thing. I skip three. Huh? <laughs> there, was no, there was no three. So... <laughs> We we go from we go one two four five five, 
So <laughs> we'll see. That doesn't bode well for my, 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 my math skills so or my MLS skills. Let's, let's figure it out. Let's find out. All right. all right. Now, I will warn you, not all of these are MLS questions. So I, I, I think you're going to do okay. That's why I think you're going to do okay. Um, the first five, I'm going to give you a player name, and you either need to tell me where they play or what country they, they currently play in. I would prefer both. It's not that hard. It's really not. These are, I think most people that listen to this podcast could get at least maybe one. Well, let's see. If you're Darian's age and you're listening to this podcast, let's make this a drinking game. Every wrong answer is a drink, and you'll, you'll have speak well of me by the time this is over. Um, and then the, the second five, yeah, uh, the second five are kind of just potpourri questions, but they're, they're about teams. Okay. All right. Where does Cristiano Ronaldo play professionally? And this is, we're not looking, so I'm looking for the country slash the team that he plays for. And I'm not talking about like, so his national team would be Portugal. I'm not looking for that. Does he play in Spain? He does not. Damn. Do you have a guess on his team? No. No. Okay. Do you want the? Do you want sure. The it's Juventus, and it's in Italy. It's in Italy. That's the Juventus with a J. So there you go. It's, 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 it, they play in uh, like basically the same area where Tor- Torino, like the Torino games were. Okay. Sort of. All right. Arguably the other most famous soccer player in the world, Leo Messi. Messi. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, I know who he is. I could pick. I could see him in a picture. I could pick him out of a lineup. I, so I'm not going to say I couldn't pick him out of a lineup because okay. I could All do right. that. Um, I feel like somebody's got to play in Spain. Yeah, he plays in Spain. There we go. There's, there's. Do you, do you want to guess the team? There's really, really only two. Barcelona. Hey, look at that. He's on fire. That's All the right. only one answer. That's two. That's two half points, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, still. I'll give it to you. All right. Um, next one is, is probably my favorite soccer player in the world. Oh, Jesus. Um, Kylian Mbappe. What country G- does he play in? Yeah. Plays in England. Nope. Portugal? No. No. I don't know. All right. Plays for PSG in Paris. Oh. Uh, Saint yeah, Germain. You, yeah, you yeah. Didn't know yeah. Oh, oh, you did? Oh, See, look okay. at that. All right, the next one is Mo Salah. Wait, wait, why is he your favorite player? Oh, I just think he's like super good and fun and enjoyable to watch. And he's good, good Instagram follow. Okay. Sorry, I was trying to delay the inevitable no, and I missed no, that. That's good. Uh, Mo Salah. Hold on, you, you froze up. What did you say? I didn't say anything. Mo Salah is the one hold, I'm hold on. picking. Yeah, Mo Salah who, is who you're picking, picking country for. Somebody's got to play in England. They got the Premier League. They got he he plays in England. There we go. There we go. All right. What team? Man U. No. I think, I think that John Affleck would be very disappointed, I think. I think he's, I think he's a Liverpool fan. Oh, okay. Darn. <laughs> All right. The next one. Carlos Vela. He plays in Germany. No. 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 Don't know. No, don't know. He plays for LAFC, which they play. In they the play in States. California. They, yeah. they play yeah. in California. 
Yeah, they, they, they had their training camp. Their first training camp was at UCLA. Look at that. Steve. Steve's on fire. Look at that. Right. We were out there for an event, and they were training. Not practicing, in fact, in soccer. It's training. Um, I do want to make it clear that you are one for five so far. Okay. Uh, so this one, we're going to do a little, like, the next three are kind of, like, word association type things. You're just me. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to say, so, like, in soccer or football, if you want to get technical, a lot of the, the rivalries have, like, nicknames for them. So, and I'm going to be honest, like, I, it's, it's not terribly hard. Like, I think you could get at least this first one. Kind of like and the Iron Bowl. You might, yeah, like the Iron Bowl. You might get the second one as well. All right. Who plays in El Clasico? Two Italian teams. No. 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 Other, other Latin root language. So Barcelona and somebody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's the other team? Barcelona? I don't know my... Uh, clearly, I got one team in Spain, and it's Barcelona. That's it. It's the knowledge. So they're winning 1-0. Or what's the soccer forfeit score? That they've won. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's, it's Real Madrid and Oh, Barcelona. God. In Spain. No kidding. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll give you a half point there. Um, now, who plays in El Trafico? Am I going back where I started in the first one? Is that what you're telling me? It's the, the, the who like who played like El Trafico is the rivalry. Yeah, I know. What two teams? I feel like I feel like I want to go back to Italy again. No, but no, no, no. This one is. If you think, just think about it a little bit. Think about it a little bit. Do you want a hint? <laughs> it's, a good, it's not going to help. So go ahead. It's not going to make you feel any better when I. It, it will. Will Farrell. That's that's my hint. Oh, that's not helpful at all. Cause I don't like Will Farrell. Mm, don't spit your drink. I knew the juice was coming. I knew that drink was going to get spit out of your mouth when I said I don't like Will Ferrell. This is, this is, we got to go to video. Um, I don't know. It's LAFC and LA Galaxy. Oh, get out of here. That's just wrong. What? El Trafico. Like, with the like traffic in LA. Traffic yeah, 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 instead yeah, yeah, yeah. of LA. Okay. All right. <sighs> next one, next one's pretty tough. Um, the Merseyside Derby. That sounds like England. Yes. There you go. You're in the right country. So is it... I don't know. It's not Liverpool and Man U. It's no, probably... but you're close there. You're... Yeah, because it's one of them. It's, 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 it, there's the one that has like the same name in the same city. Is it Manchester, Man U and Manchester no. City? No. no. Sorry. It was the no. other way. It's, it's, it's Liverpool and Everton. Oh, damn. And and I don't know if you know this. I, I, you should look this up. There's there's a couple of these rivalries. Literally, you can see each other's stadium from the oh, other stadium, cool. which is very wild to me. Like, could you imagine if Ohio State and like the big house and the horseshoe were literally like across the street from each right, other? That'd be cool. It'd be kind of cool. Well, that's kind of like well, you know, the Iron Bowl or Penn State Pit used to yeah. be or whatever else. Yeah. All right. The next one's a little bit of a pop culture question. Oh, we know I'm up to date. This will be great. I think you. I think you at least know. I, I love your optimism. I got to tell you that. I think for anybody you, I, still listening with us, Darian is so optimistic, and I, I appreciate that so much about him. I think you can get. I think you might get this one. All right, the Gallagher brothers of Oasis may hate each other, but they love what British soccer team? Manchester United. No, 
They love Manchester City. Damn it. Those are the ones. I, I knew there was another one. You're close. All right. Do you know who the, the last one? So last last chance. Um, do you know who the defending MLS Cup champions are? Hold on. You froze. There we are. I can, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Manchester City. But I got it too late. The, the MLS Cup. Is what? Oh, the Lamar. I missed the first part of the question. Who's the MLS the defending... Cup. Who's the defending champ? Columbus. Hey, look at that. He got that two. That one I knew. So he got 2.5. What I don't 2. understand 5. is why the league has an odd number of teams. Can you explain that to me? I don't like teams with odd numbers. Of it's because they're expanding. I, I hate it, too. I hate I hate huh. that the NHL has it. I hate. I can't wait till next year when they get them balanced. Um, there's another league that I think. Let's think about the other night. They have a weird number of teams. I was ready for the football owner who founded the MLS. I was ready for that question, which I knew. Lamar Hunt? Yeah, I was ready for that one. Look at that. Well, you know. What did I get? 1.5? 2.5. 2.5. 2.5. <laughs> that's not even funny. It's almost right. sad. I just wanted to see. All right. That's, that's probably about the most soccer talk we'll have on the podcast for a year. So glad that's over. It's more like punishment um, than talk, but okay. Speaking of foot. Ooh, look at what he's doing there. Um, or listen to what he's doing there. Steve, the, you said last week that this was a good idea by or, – or you came up with this idea, but now you're saying it's a good idea by me. So I want to know, Steve, what's your opinion of the most popular footwear in America, I would assume? Crocs. Is it really? I don't know. I, it makes point. sense. There's probably a heck of a lot of pairs of them purchased. Um, I I went I went Croc right after Christmas this year for the first time, and they're comfortable little house shoes. They're good. So so you had never owned a pair until like until till January maybe. So I used to be obsessed with them. Like, and this was the first wave of Crocs. Like the the very first kind of like they got big and i had so i had the traditional like black pair that that you could like take in the ocean like that was the whole point or whatever like take them to wear them to the beach and then i also had a fur insulated pair Mm -hmm. that were that were like designed for winter and I, i loved them but i don't know now when i wear them they feel very like uncomfortable i don't have a pair like i've slid slid other people's on just to like somebody's like hey can you grab something outside and i'm like can i borrow your shoes type thing right but i don't know my parents have always had them i think both of our daughters and fiancés probably had them we just weren't like my shoes but when i would the stuff that i used to go outside i have this old pair of golf shoes they're still waterproof that i use to walk the dog <laughs> right and i tie them and use them as like slippers like i'm walking the dog like with these old pair of golf shoes um, but when we, since we've been confined to the house for the past year, the second half of the year, I guess since Christmas, I got Crocs, got myself a pair of Crocs and they've just been good. Like where around the house, I have something on my feet because we have like the hardwood floors and some tile in places and they kind of give you some support. So, but I do feel like, I guess I thought they'd skew older, but I didn't, I guess not like, right. Like, I mean, if you had them, I know my kids have them. Like it, it feels like they're kind of intergenerational or multi-generational, whatever that is. I weirdly like kind of think they're like in with like younger like probably like women a little bit younger than me i think that's like a fashion thing i don't i don't know 
Uh, did you do? Would would you ever include or consider getting some giblets to stylize your? No, sorry. Like I can't. No. I can't go there. Like I'll buy trading cards. I'll do whatever. But the giblet thing just seems weird. Okay. Um, my next question, based off the conversation we're having here, you said that you wear your Crocs inside. Do you wear? Do you wear slippers? Like, are you a slippers guy? No, I had. I have a pair, and I was, but the Crocs have now supplanted them. So the poor little slippers are probably pouting under the bed. You know, feeling bad. Um, but no, the Crocs have. They're just a little more cushiony, more, a little more comfortable. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, even if it's winter time and cold, it's probably like shorts and a sweatshirt in the house and Crocs kind of thing, just really relaxed and maybe even kind of sloppy. So I'm glad I'm sharing that with people. That's great. That's probably not wise. And now my my last question is: Do you wear socks with them? Yes. Yeah, that would be weird. Do you see? Uh, see, like I, uh, I thought uh, I don't know. I, you may want to ask your consult with your daughters on that one, but I do think it's I, supposedly. I think it's weird if you wear socks with your Crocs if they are the ones ask. that you like. They have holes in them. I have to ask. So you have to ask. Makes sense, I guess, sort of. But I just, I guess, because because we have hardwood floors, it's kind of cold. Like if I slide them off, it's better to have a sock on or something. So that's true. That's fair. I wear. See, yeah. I like sometimes I wear. I'll wear slippers, but I'm pretty much pretty much always barefoot. Although when the pandemic first started, like I don't know if my body just like missed wearing shoes. I was wearing like my shoes in the house. Like, well, I was gonna I was gonna ask, did you get dressed like that when we first started a year ago? It was like, oh, you should dress for work even at home. Like try to get into a routine, and I sort of tried it, but it just didn't work. No, I no I no. I mean, I'll dress for right. I'll dress a little bit for Zoom calls, you know, and and I can cheat too because we have pullovers. Right, that have a collar on them. So, like, I can oh, put on like a golf shirt or a different one collared shirt and pull the pullover on, and it looks like I'm sort of ready for business. Although, I don't, I can't wear shorts much, like, even when I'm working. I'll put on, I'll put on dressy shorts, maybe, or a pair of jeans. So, I just have feel like I have something with pockets, and I'm kind of like, I don't know, thinking about being business like. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, don't I, I wear jeans like, I see. Now, are you a sweatpants kind of guy? No, not unless it's cold. I'd just See, play I, jeans I, I can't, I don't know. I just never feel comfortable in sweatpants. I know that's like the whole point of sweatpants, right. but uh, I've never, never felt comfortable in sweatpants. Evenings when it's cool, like it's, it's over now, but like maybe November, like when we come back from a Penn State football game and we're done, we've been in the stands all day, right? Like I can change into sweatpants and just kind of relax around the house and, you know. Veg out. Veg out, exactly. All right. Well, that concludes our footwear conversation for the evening. Um, we have touched it all. I gotta tell you, man, footwear. We have we've tools, got it all. On show. Soccer, like this, this week, every week, people aren't listening. They're missing it. Oh my god. <laughs> if they're not listening, they're missing. Wow, what a what a beautiful line. Um, and if you're not listening, listening and subscribe to us, please subscribe to us um, and like us on Facebook. Although I haven't posted on the Facebook in a while. I'm sorry. There's various reasons, including the fact that I can't, I've been having trouble accessing my Photoshop. So that is mainly the reason why. So maybe I should switch to Canva or something else. Um, if you got feedback for the show, um, which a couple people did, because apparently the, the mic was messed up last week, which we appreciate, um, email the show or you can just text one of us uh, at stuffsummersayspodcast at gmail.com um, with some feedback. My Twitter handle is at Stuff Summers Says. Your Twitter handle is? 
at Steve Samsel. Have we missed anything? No, and we're looking forward to Blue White next weekend. Or next week as we talk about whatever it is. is it, it. I thought it was this weekend. Is it this weekend? I'm pretty sure it's this Oh, it is. Never mind. Who knows? Then? Never mind. I don't, I'm not even looking forward to it because I don't know what it is. Never mind. You know. The, the it greatest, is this weekend. The greatest blue-white game for a freshman only. Yeah, never mind. I don't even know what it is. You're right. I was so All excited, right. sort of. Well. See ya. All right. Bye.